You are listening to the Courtship Code Podcast, where we use a combination of psychology, spirituality, and matchmaking industry techniques to help you elevate in your relationships from inside out. And I'm your host, Zara J, founder of BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com, The Match Society, and CaptivatingCourtship.com. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Courtship Code podcast. And I am thrilled, of course, to be with you guys for another week. And again, I'm recording from the outside. (laughs) So if you hear any helicopters, the fountain, birds, any other animals, I'm sorry, letting you know in advance, I am outdoors enjoying this beautiful Florida weather in February. Can't believe it's February, but enjoying this beautiful sunny 75 degree weather in February and soaking in the sun it's been a beautiful week so far and I am looking forward to this weather continuing because I am not trying to feel cold I do not like the cold but guys I'm here to talk with you guys about courtship with kids now this is an important topic and it's something I have personally experienced so I do have insight on it but I noticed for a lot of people, having kids seems to be a big problem. And I don't mean for the person who's interested in them. I'm referring to those who have children. A lot of people who have children, especially women, usually women, seem to feel like children are a roadblock. And the first thing I want to say to you is that you have to stop telling yourself that having children is a roadblock for you to be able to have a good relationship or being able to attract somebody or to have a spouse. It amazes me how many people look at their children as a burden when it comes to their love life. Now, if you just have some bad kids, those kids aren't a burden to your love life. They're just a burden to you. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're not a burden. They're still a blessing. But I'm pretty sure they're impacting other areas of life and you probably need to tighten up on your discipline and figure out what you need to do different no shade no shame i'm sorry if i'm offending anyone by saying this but if you just have unruly children that's impacting you in more areas than one right so that's not just when it comes to your love life but those who have pretty decent children just average kids right they seem to have this mindset that because they have one two three i don't care how many kids you have but that it's it's a deterrent and it's a block from them being able to meet someone and attract someone and that people aren't going to want to be with them or commit to them because they have children and it's just not true i don't know where this comes from especially in american culture those who are american i don't care if you are a different ethnicity who or your family immigrated but overall most americans have some type of understanding especially those who have reached a certain point in life like they're older they're more mature that more than likely they're going to end up with someone who has children and most are open to that usually the problem is either how those children are raised how much energy is put into the children over the relationship meaning you have to find balance in it right like you can't say your children are your everything which is actually just not a good mindset to be in personally i don't think that's a good mindset to be in. i think that you have to be able to even put yourself first sometimes before your children 
in ways that are going to be productive and beneficial to the overall family unit. But when you are pouring everything and you're into the children, you're allowing the children to be a block. It doesn't matter if, if this with the biological father, it doesn't matter if it's with your husband who you've been married to and these are his children. If you are allowing the children to be a wedge in the intimacy of your relationship, it's going to be a problem. Or if you have children and you're looking to remarry and you have an ex who you allow to be a wedge in the relationship, then that's going to be a problem. But most of the time, if you have average kids and they're respectful and they're not causing any real issues, most of the time children are not going to be a roadblock, especially for those who have children or those who, even if they don't have children, there are plenty of men and women who don't have children that are open to someone who has children. But it really depends on how those children are raised and how respectful they are and are they going to be a wedge in the relationship so the first thing i just want to say is stop telling yourself that children are a roadblock and you know what i'm gonna be honest with you i have heard lots of men who say that they prefer women who have children no lie i've heard men say this and i have heard men who don't have children say this and the first time a man told me this now he had two daughters and the first time he said this to his wife when he got married his wife didn't have any children and he realized that there were certain skills there were certain mindsets there were certain things that she hadn't developed yet because she hadn't had children yet and it was causing him a lot more patience than he realized he was going to have have to have entering that relationship because he had already experienced certain things he had already been accustomed to certain things and he wasn't aware that by marrying someone who didn't have children that it was going to be that big experience gap but i've also heard men who didn't have children who said they prefer women who have children because of certain skill sets certain mindsets and certain experiences that they've accustomed that have molded them in a certain way so there's absolutely no reason for you to feel like your children are stopping you. That is a limitation. That is a mental block. That is a limited belief that is going to set you back and hold you back. So you need to just eliminate that mindset. And what's also amazing about this mindset, when I hear people say this, I ask them, do you have examples in your life that contradict that belief? Like, do you know people who have children who have gone on to get married or they're in relationships or they're happily committed to someone and most of the time they're going to say yes so then i asked them so if you have examples of this why do you believe that it's a problem for you like why do you feel as though it has worked for everyone else but it won't work for you you need to figure out the root of that roadblock and and what is really going on that's making you feel that way number two the second thing I want to say when it comes to courtship with children is for you to understand that there, there's no one way to skin a cat. There's no one way to skin a cat. You have to figure out what works for you and works for your family. You need to trust your intuition and really consider your children and who you are. What works for your girlfriend, what works for your cousin, what works for your mother or your father or whoever else, that's not necessarily going to work for you. You have to figure out what makes you happy when it comes to whether it's introducing someone to the kids, uh, meeting up with someone, meeting up with maybe you have both sets have kids. Maybe it's a blended situation, but whatever it is, you, you have to figure out what works for you. You may not want to tell your children anything. 
until there's an actual commitment. You may not want to tell them anything. I mean, I know people who waited until they actually got married to reveal it to the show. You know what's funny? The Jenny Mai YouTube channel, she spoke about her mom getting married and her mom was married for 10 years before she even found out her mom was married. And her mom didn't come out and just tell her she got married. Her mom actually, um, I forget, like they were, her mom and who she thought was her uncle were both staying at her house and she saw them like sneak into each other's rooms and that's how she found out that there was something going on between them and then she asked and then she found out that they were, had been married for 10 years and her and her siblings had no clue her mom had been married for 10 years, which is absolutely crazy. I'm not saying do that. But I do understand it, especially as someone, once you have grown kids, you've been married before, you kind of just want to have the relationship between you and your spouse. I can totally get it. But if you have children involved, younger children, I don't necessarily condone it. But I I honestly know people with younger children that have done that too. Especially those who are faith-based, who are looking to court and get married for godly reasons. And they want to make sure that the situation is secure and that it's right before they even involve their children they just want to build some type of foundation between them and that person i totally get it and i totally understand and i don't knock it either if that's what you want to do and that's what you believe will work for you then do what you think is best for you there may be consequences or there may be rewards to it right there's pros and cons to everything but you have to understand that whatever choice you decide to make there's going to be someone who's going to disagree with it there's going to be someone who disagrees there are lots of choices that my friends have made when it's come to courtship or including their children in their relationships that I just didn't agree with. And I just kept my mouth shut. I mean, I may have said something here or there very mildly. I'm very cautious about how I give any advice or give a suggestion to people, especially I have certain friends that I'm, I'm very, very much on eggshells when it comes to, not that I can't be open and authentic with them, but I know how sensitive they are and unless they ask me my real opinion I just don't give it I just I'm just there to listen and sometimes you have to be that as a friend you just have to be willing to listen not necessarily there to advise so that happens but you need to trust your intuition and figure out what works for you one thing that I will say is that when it comes to blending families there's so much information on what works and what doesn't work or what are some suggestions on what may work or what may not work. I'm not gonna say what does or doesn't because like I said, there's no one way to skin a cat, but you can seek advice and counsel. So it is good to get some advice and counsel. And if there's no one in your intimate circle that you want to get advice and counsel on or from, then I would suggest for you to pick up a book or a blog or a video or some type of educational piece of information that's going to help to inform you on ways to blend a family and ways to make it work. There are some really great books on how to blend families and how to shift the mindset and the culture of that household so that you're able to bring the family units together in a way that's going to be cohesive and it's going to be warm and welcoming to both parties. And it's gonna also give you some information on how to navigate those challenges. So I would highly suggest tapping into those resources, going on Amazon or Google or YouTube even, and finding resources that are going to provide you with information on how to blend families or some of the best ways that you can work on blending families. Like I said, also get some of those 
red flags and some of those things that you need to be aware of may arise when you are blending two households, which actually leads me into number three. When you are courting someone and you have children or they have children, whatever the situation is, it's, I do think it's important to understand the family dynamics and to pay close attention to the family dynamics of that other person. Do not ignore this. You want to pay attention and see if the way that you're raising your children, it may not be exact, but there has to be some kind of cohesion in the way that you raise your children and the behaviors and the beliefs of your children versus the other household. You want to pay attention to that. I've witnessed situations where one family operates in a certain way and there's a certain dynamic, there's a certain expectation and the other family is the complete opposite. And the parents really like each other and they really enjoy each other's company. But when it comes to how the children are raised, the children are being raised very differently. And yes, you can get married and I know couples who are still married in this dynamic, but it does create some complications, especially when it comes to the family. If one side, if the expectations are lower for the children, and I don't mean just as far as maybe activities or academics, because some of that is just going to be that child's ability. Some children may have learning disabilities. They may not be able to up maintain the same standards, but especially behavioral. If the behavioral and the manners and the respect and, and those things aren't in alignment, it can cause some major complications and you don't want that to rub off into the other household. And you also just don't want to allow it to create tension between the parents because it's really hard for people to discipline other people's children. Even if the parent is open to the incoming parent disciplining those children, which I, I personally think it should be a reasonable amount of discipline that's accepted from the other parent. I don't think that there should ever be a situation where, you know, let's say a parent is like, I'm the one who disciplines my children, don't discipline my, that's like a, that just doesn't work. It does not work. But if there's going to be shared responsibilities with these children, I think that it's important to really understand the family dynamic. Last night I was watching Super Nanny, which I don't even know how I ended up on that show because it's not something that I usually watch, but ended up watching an episode or two of Super Nanny. And there was one family, the second episode that I watched, this family, they were a blended family and they were a hot mess. I mean, these children were bad as hell. Like this, these were bad kids and the parents were so out of sync and out of alignment with their parenting practices. I mean, one parent, and I've actually seen us on both episodes of Super Nanny where there's one parent who believes in corporal punishment or beating their kids. Um, and and, the, and that parent has their way of doing things. You have the other parent that's very coddling and that is very intimidated by their children and, and isn't firm with their child and really like, you know, negotiates and bows down to their children. So you have one parent that's like willing to beat the kids and the other parent that's like wants to please the kids so much that they're scared to discipline them. And it's, a, it's just a weird dynamic and it creates chaos. It creates literal chaos. And... Like I said, these children were bad as hell. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, this show is birth control. But <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just crazy to, to see that. But it, this happens often. I mean, I know personal situations where 
the co the parenting situation, the co-parenting, step-parenting, whatever you call it, situation in the household, the family dynamic is what caused problems. Now, in that situation with Super Nanny, what's amazing is because both sets of kids were so bad, it worked, right? Like they had chaos. The parenting was chaos. The kids were chaos. But at least all the kids were chaotic together. So, I mean, I guess the family dynamic worked, but it was just like ridiculous. But um, <laughs> I would definitely say that you need to pay attention to the family dynamics of whatever family that you're considering. And even if you're not directly around the children before you settle on commitment with this person, pay attention. I mean, pay attention to how the other person speaks about their children. Pay attention to what you hear in the background when you're communicating with this person. Just pay attention and you'll learn a lot. I cannot underestimate the importance of paying attention. So often we do not pay attention. Pay attention. If you just pay attention, you'll have so many of the answers that you seek. Um, number four, the fourth thing I want to share with you guys is to be clear about spouse expectations. And I think it's important also for parents to make sure that they invest in alone time with those children. So whether that's going on outings or time in the house, but the biological parent needs to maintain a sense of alone time. Like when you're courting someone, don't just invest all your time in just getting to know that person or spending time with the person. You need to still maintain the relationship with those children. Don't get lost in thinking about being in a relationship or being married that you could totally neglect the responsibilities of your children or that intimacy that you could have with your children. And once you actually enter the relationship, it's also important for the other parent, the incoming parent, to spend time with those children as well i mean it could be car rides it could be outings again it could be time in the home it could be just doing some of the activities that those children enjoy but it's important for the incoming parent to invest in those children and understanding those children not trying to make those children into who they want them to be or trying to make those children into their children but taking the time to genuinely understand who those children are so they can develop a genuine love and like for those children and number five the number five thing i want to share with you guys is to also pay attention to how you speak over relationships around your children whether you're single or you're in a courtship process or even if you're married you need to pay attention to how you speak over relationships when you're around your children and how the people that are around your children speak over relationships. And what I mean by that is, do you speak negatively about the opposite sex around your children? Do you say things like, oh, you know, men are so stupid or, you know, women, they're so clueless or I don't know what type of things people say. But <laughs> if you if you speak like that around your children you are embedding messages and mindsets into them and they're going to look at whatever incoming spouse you have in that same light let me just take a sip of my coffee but they're going to they're going to take on those messages you know if you speak about love or relationships as a burden or in any type of negative light if you speak about uh step parents if you speak about marriage if you speak about just any anything that, you, that has to do with relationships, right? If you speak about it in a negative light, then your children are picking up on that. And they're paying attention. 
And it's going to be really hard for the person that's coming in to fight against the messages that their parent has put into their head about the opposite sex or about relationships or about marriage. If you have said some really negative things about relationships or marriage and then you finally meet someone that you really like and then you bring them around and you're wondering why your children are very standoffish is because what have you spoke over relationships around them? What have you said to them? What standard and, and expectation have you set for them when it comes to love and relationships? So you have to pay very close attention to that because it's important. It's important and we underestimate the impact of messaging. And when, and you know what? Not just the things that you may say. Pay attention to what they're digesting. What do they see when they're on YouTube, when they're on the media, when they're on social media, when they are watching TV or movies? What messages do your children have around relationships, around step-parents, around marriage, around sex, right? What are some of the mindsets and the messages that they have? If you're not actively talking to your children and prepping your children, not just for their own future relationships, but for the relationship that you may have, like... You should be engaging with conversation with your children about you getting married or about you meeting someone in a positive light, right? Do this regularly so that when you do get to that space, it's not just a huge shock for them. And they're not scared or they're not worried about losing you. You should speak about it in a way that they understand they're gaining someone else, right? They're gaining more love. They're gaining something in their family. So... Pay close attention to how you speak over your relationships. And that is it for this week, guys. I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. As always, make sure that you hit the subscribe button, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or on Google Podcasts. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure that you hit the subscribe button. Leave a review and let me know how much you love and enjoy this podcast. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in every single week. I absolutely love you guys. Love, love, love. And as always, if you want to learn anything else matter of fact if you want to watch a special video series about coaching and about breaking up with your passion patterns and breaking up with some of the sabotage that you have created around your love life then make sure that you head to captivatingcourtship.com and check out the free video series just for you and i'll talk to you guys next week